Hi, I'm Ethan, I love muzzleloading, and this is your muzzleloading news for December 2022. We're gonna recap a little bit of news here from the last couple months because we've missed a little bit of news here as it's trickled through. So this is gonna be a large news dump for the end of 2022 as we look forward into muzzleloading for 2023. First up in November, we saw the very first Kibler Woods Runner kits being shipped out. The first 25 went out early in November and Jim Kibler himself assembled each and every part uh, to make sure that everything fit before it went out. And uh, so the first Woods Runner customers were pleasantly surprised to see some of their components already installed into their stocks so they could continue on with their build a little bit faster. Now that the kits are shipping, the Kibblers have said a few times here online and on the forums that the kits will generally ship in order of their order date. So if you ordered your Kibbler Woods Runner kit early on in the pre-order process, your kit generally should arrive before someone who ordered just last week. Now there is going to be some fluctuation here because of the manufacturing process, kind of the batches that everything is produced in, there might be a little bit of fluctuation there, but generally the Kibblers had said, if you ordered early, you're gonna get your kit sooner than somebody who had ordered just last week. But the process that they're going through now is, is very fast. They're getting kits out uh, each and every day and we're seeing them pop up on the forums and on social media. So it's a very exciting time to see these Kibler Woods Runner kits meeting up and, and finally being put together here. We haven't seen any completed Woods Runner builds just yet. I think everybody that's had it so far is taking their sweet time getting it put together. And I know a few people out there who already have their kits have said they're gonna be focusing on the finishing process, um, focusing on the stain up application and maybe a little bit of light carving. So it might be a little bit before we see some completed Woods Runner kits, but I expect to see some before the end of the year. In muzzleloading hunting news, we saw three injured at a range in Wisconsin after a modern muzzleloader was double loaded and then ignited at a side-in range. One person was sent to the hospital, two had minor injuries and were sent home. The shooter behind the gun was not seriously injured, he being the one who was transported to the hospital. Um, no serious injuries, no life-threatening injuries, thankfully. Unconfirmed reports are saying that the muzzleloader was double loaded with two pellets, a bullet, two more pellets, and another bullet. We have some pictures here to show you of this barrel just opening up. Pretty rough uh, to go through this uh, from what I hear, and like I said, transported to the hospital, but doing okay. We wanna make sure that we're witness marking our ramrods, everybody. When you're sighting in a muzzleloader, especially a new muzzleloader, once you have it loaded and you have your load developed and you have it ready to go, you wanna make sure you're marking your ramrod so you know that it's loaded. You wanna make sure when you're loading and sighting in too, you're not being too distracted, especially at the range, so we can kind of avoid and try to avoid some of these mishaps here. The scope on the muzzleloader is actually sent in for a warranty claim and, and the manufacturer of the scope is replacing the scope, uh, which is pretty neat, you know, well, uh, that's kind of that's kind of neat to see. Thankfully, we, we get the pictures from that scope manufacturer here, uh, them kind of bragging about their warranty process. But we wanna make sure, and I just say this as a reminder, I know a lot of people kind of rag on me a little bit with how much I go through safety when we're doing our shooting videos, but it is super important. And, uh, you know, we wanna be conscious as we're going through all this stuff with muzzleloading especially when we're sighting in and there are others around. So this just serves as another reminder. We see one of these just about every year that we wanna be careful, we wanna witness mark our ramrods, and we wanna make sure we're not double loading our muzzleloaders ever, not at the range and not out in the woods. Uh, that could have been really bad if the, this guy would have been uh, out on his own. 
Next up in hunting news, we saw Hornady release their latest muzzleloader hunting bullet in the ELDX. The ELDX bullet has been around for a while in their modern centerfire cartridge sizes, but Hornady is going to be bringing this to the muzzleloading space in 2023. The ELD stands for extremely low drag. This is kind of a really long bullet, and it fits into the same base cup as the Hornady FTX bullet does, which has been extremely accurate in my tests here at I Love Muzzleloading, as well as other tests and other hunting applications that we're seeing out online. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this bullet performs out of a variety of muzzleloaders as it's released here in 2023. Looking at my notes here, it's a 50 caliber bullet. It weighs 340 grains, so it's on the heavier side for many of our muzzleloading projectiles here. And a 12 pack is gonna cost 24 bucks. So it's about 50 cents a bullet there. Not something you wanna burn through a lot of, I don't think, when it comes to signing in. But if it's as accurate or more accurate and, and more effective, then and the uh, FTX that we're seeing out there, I think a lot of people are gonna be really happy about it. If it's the kind of thing that you wanna see me test on the range here at I Love Muzzleloading, please let me know. I'm gonna try to be seeking them out, but I'm trying to prioritize the bullets that we're testing and using based on feedback. So if you want me to test the ELDX from Hornady here, let me know and I'll try to find some. Rounding out our muzzleloading hunting news, we have some legislative changes coming from New Mexico and Pennsylvania this year. We reported earlier this year that New Mexico was proposing a ban on scoped muzzleloaders during the muzzleloader hunting seasons, and they have gone through and passed that. Supporters of the bill fall in line with a lot of critiques we see on modern muzzleloaders these days, is that they're just as accurate and just as powerful as the, the modern centerfire cartridges, and taking away and removing some of the scoped optics here out of the New Mexico muzzleloader hunting season reintroduces some of that challenge. We're seeing this a lot across the Western states, so much so that many of the manufacturers make Western specific compatible muzzleloaders with iron sights without a scope rail or any scope ring attachment points so that folks can get out there with iron or peep sights or a ghost ring sight even in some states to still hunt with their modern muzzleloader, uh, but also balance the iron sight challenge. So New Mexico did say that modern muzzleloaders with scopes will still be allowed in the general firearms or general rifle season as they have always been it's just in the special muzzleloader only season you're not going to be allowed to use a muzzleloader with a scope on it we have some more of the details of this rule change as well as the back and forth uh, through the legislative process and the rulemaking process here for you to check out some of the primary sources here so you can know moving forward if you're in new mexico or planning a hunt in new mexico what you need to do or what you might need to change. Jumping to the East Coast now, we saw Pennsylvania allow the federal fire stick ignition system in their general muzzleloader season. This is a big win for federal premium, the makers of the federal fire stick, as well as Hodgden, who makes the Hodgden triple eight powder that is used as the powder inside the federal fire stick. Traditions obviously is going to benefit from this as well because they were the first to market here with a fire stick compatible muzzleloader. Now, this is met with a lot of critiques and a lot of back and forth here. I'm just reporting on this as a change to the Pennsylvania muzzleloader season. I wanna say though, this does not affect the Pennsylvania flintlock only late season. This is just the addition of a new style of modern muzzleloader into a season where modern muzzleloaders were already permitted. Pennsylvanians are obviously very attached to their muzzleloader hunting seasons. And I've got a little bit of a mixed feedback on this. Some saying that this is a step too far, even in the modern muzzleloader space. That's something generally that we hear about the Traditions Nitro Fire and the Federal Fire Stick, but it doesn't seem to stop the state game 
commissions from allowing these in the general firearms, as well as the muzzle-loading seasons kind of across the state. I think now the nitro fire, just off the top of my head, is allowed in more than half of U.S. states in the muzzleloader season. Not all the feedback I've had on this change has been negative. Some folks say that they're happy to see more people have accessibility and in, in getting into the muzzleloader season. Uh, I know personally, I've seen quite a few and heard from a lot of folks that have gotten into muzzleloading because of the nitro fire, and now they're looking into some other kinds of muzzleloaders to hunt with. You know, once you have one, it's hard to just have one. It's like a potato chip. You gotta have a couple more. So, you know, I'm kind of on the fence on it. I know about the frustrations that people have on it, but I do see the accessibility side of it. And I think that's super important for muzzleloading. I think once people try out something like the nitro fire, uh, it's just one step further uh, and one easy step for them to step into a different kind of muzzleloader and to enjoy muzzleloading more and more. So, you know, if you're not into the federal fire stick or the nitro fire in the muzzleloader season, you don't need to hunt with one. And I, I really kind of wonder, I'm really interested in how many of these we're seeing out in hunting. So if you know somebody or you hunt yourself or you see some folks out there hunting with one of these muzzleloaders with the Traditions Nitro Fire with that fire stick, let me know. I'm really interested in kind of the demographics and how much we're seeing these actually go into the field. In traditional muzzleloading news, we saw the Shirt Tail Mess YouTube channel reactivate here in November and December while they start their immersion event series. I'm somebody who is really excited and kind of gearing up this winter for more traditional and living history focused events, trying to be as accurate as possible going into 2023. So I was happy to see the shirt tail mess uh, reactivate their YouTube with some quality information here and some visual information for you to base kind of your first immersion event kit. You know, immersion here being the kind of event where everybody is, is juried in and kind of understands and, and knows the documentation, the history behind what they're wearing and, and carrying. Uh, it's not something that for everybody by any means, but it's something for those of us that kind of want to go that next step. Uh, and I'm really excited to see another YouTube channel pop up here with some quality information to keep people engaged and interested and further educate people in muzzleloading. So check that out. We'll have a link in the description as well as at ilovemuzzleloading.com to this channel. I know they have a few more videos planned, especially as they gear up as well for the 2023 season. As we head into 2023, one of the first things on a lot of people's minds is the uh, early spring event season as an opportunity to get out and see folks and friends, gear up on tools and supplies, as well as accoutrements or clothing. If you are uh, doing your research now and planning on what you need to get for next year, I've got a few events here that I think you'll wanna check out. First up, we have the Linton Trade Fair, January 28th and 29th, 2023 in Linton, Indiana. This is gonna be down in Southwestern Indiana for you to check out. This is a great show really one of the first events of the year and I hear a lot of great things about it. I'm hoping to make it this year if the weather is going to hold for me for that drive. The Linton Trade Fair will have colonial accoutrements from the 1750 to 1840 era, muzzleloaders and powder horns, living history supplies, and related crafts. Have featured authors Eddie Price, Jeff Yeager and Mel Hankla, all three with their books. It's got the Roy Clark Community Building in the Linton City Park in Linton, Indiana. Admission is $3 and the show runs from Saturday 9 to 5 to Sunday 9 to 3. I'd like to thank the Buck Creek Muzzleloaders for hosting this event. I hear a lot of great things about it. I encourage you to make it out if you can. If you're on the East Coast, I encourage you to check out the New England Colonial Trade Fair in New Hampshire, March 18th and 19th. It's hosted in Dover, New Hampshire. You can check out the flyer on the screen or at ilovemuzzloading.com for some more information. 
That same weekend, March 18th and 19th in Kalamazoo, Michigan, is the Kalamazoo Living History Show. And that's a show that I've been going to uh, most of my life, and I'm very excited to be returning again this year. It's one of the best shows, I think. Nothing against other shows out there, but I really love the Kalamazoo Living History Show, and I'm looking forward to being there this year as well. More information on the screen here as I'm talking, or you can check it out at ilovemusliting.com or at kalamazoolivinghistoryshow.com. We've got a video tour from last year's Kalamazoo Living History Show if you want to check that out. Again, one of my favorite shows. I'm going to be there. If you see me, stop by and say hi. I'd love to talk to you about muzzleloading. This month, muzzleloading got a little bit of a boost from gun YouTuber Garantham. He's a former member of the U.S. military here and mainly focuses on modern firearms and kind of modern military practice. But we saw him this past week make a great video about his first flintlock long rifle, uh, shooting some ballistic gel with it. A lot of fun. Uh, brought kind of a, a fun and fresh spin, I'd say, to it. I know some seasoned muzzleloading enthusiasts out there might cringe a little bit about uh, about how much he complained about the reloading process. I think he's got a little bit more to go on that before he gets it down, but I'm excited to see him continue uh, promoting muzzleloading there if he ever does again. I hope he does. I hope he doesn't let that beautiful long rifle from Cash Tuck Long Rifles uh, sit and rust in his safe. I hope we see that back out there, but if you want some kind of muzzleloading humor, some muzzleloading fun, I encourage you to check that out. Again, I get a lot of feedback about things like this, about a big YouTuber getting into muzzleloading, just kind of scratching the surface here. But generally, I think it's positive. Uh, with this, I think at the time of recording, it's had almost a million views. That's a million more people checking out muzzleloading that may not have otherwise. And when we think about the impact that, uh, you know, silver screen movies like The Patriot, Last of the Mohicans, Jeremiah Johnson had on muzzleloading, and we look to the future of firearms and kind of historic media in this regard, you know, the big YouTubers like Garantham, you know, they they have that kind of reach that we used to see out of Hollywood in the silver screen. Maybe not necessarily as much if we look at the data, but I'd argue that we're seeing a very similar impact out of that. And we know that uh, when these big guys make videos about something, a lot of times they, they sell out pretty quick if they're talking about one specific item from a specific maker. So I'm hopeful that maybe there are a few people out there that get bitten by the muzzleloading bug after seeing this. But if you feel differently, let me know. I, I encourage you to, to let me know. I, I wanna have a discussion about this to better understand where everybody's at when it comes to how we can better promote muzzleloading and keep it going. Last but not least, I have a couple things I wanna talk about as we head into the Christmas holiday season here. First up, I wanna say be careful. We're still seeing a lot of scams out there for muzzleloading supplies and muzzleloading components. I have another video out now about how to identify some of these scams and maybe prevent yourself from getting scammed this holiday season. Generally, we wanna look out for the price being better uh, than it has been in the past couple years. If somebody's selling, Percussion caps by the thousand and ten thousand for pre 2019 prices generally going to see a scam. We're just not seeing them at that price point, and that goes kind of across the board for a lot of other things in muzzleloading. If the website is offering to uh, take money via PayPal, Bitcoin, other cryptocurrency, Zelle, um, and they're not taking a credit card, that's a big red flag for me. Please be cautious. Another thing you can do is Google and Google Maps the address for the website and make sure that it's actually pointing to a business. And if you type in the address and it's actually going to that business that you think you're shopping from, it will generally say that on Google or on your search engine. It'll say, this is so-and-so's gun shop when you type in that plain address. If it's going to a housing development or the middle of a cornfield, please don't purchase from them. 
generally, as we head into the holidays here, purchase from those mom and pop shops and those muzzleloading businesses that have been supporting the community for years now. Um, there's been a lot of new upstart businesses here lately, which I'm really excited about and really happy to see. But we wanna make sure, especially as we're still seeing a lot of these scams out there, that you're shopping with a reputable business and with a business that's been around for a little bit. So do your research. As always, you can try to reach out to me, uh, shoot me an email, I try to get back to those uh, within a day or so. But I'll admit, I've been getting quite a few. It's been a little hard to keep up. But generally, seek out and, and do a little bit of research before you send some folks money. I'm still seeing some comments out there about people getting scammed, which really hurts. It really stinks. Um, and, you know, if you see a buddy and they're maybe buying from, uh, you know, possibly a scam site, please give them a little heads up, you know, do a little research with them to make sure that you're not losing your hard-earned money. I know it's counting this year a lot more than many other years in the past. Really quick, because I'm getting a lot of questions about it uh, as we kind of head into 2023 here. Uh, I haven't heard anything about GoX. There hasn't been any public announcement or anything. Uh, so as far as I know, we're still kind of in that waiting pattern, uh, you know, waiting for the 2023 uh, release of GoX under the Estes Energetics label. We saw earlier this year that Estes Energetics was awarded a DOD grant to help rebuild and, and reconstruct and get the plant going uh, down in Louisiana, but everything since then has been really quiet. Uh, I'm hesitant to reach out at this stage in the year because we're heading into the end of Q4 as far as businesses go. And kind of the last thing, just what anybody wants is, uh, you know, a, a question or an email or a call from a YouTuber, you know, wanting to know how things are going. Everything's kind of winding down, you know, for the fiscal year, for the business year. And, you know, with Christmas coming up, New Year's coming up, uh, it just, it's hard for many businesses to, to reach out and respond, uh, especially to, to small time people like me. Uh, so I'm looking to, and, and I'm hoping to reach out after the first of the year, after we kind of get through the holiday season uh, to see if, there, if there's any kind of statement or, or any update news on that. But as far as GoX goes, that's really all I have for you. And I'm sorry it's not more. Uh, it's just been pretty quiet, pretty low key. Uh, you know, as we're as we're still waiting on, you know, when in 2023 are we going to start to see powder? Uh, there's rumors, you know, that it's going to be later in the year. There's people saying it's going to be earlier in the year. Uh, you know, earlier this year, uh, when talking to Estes and their announcements and things, they said earlier on in 2023. So uh, that's what I'm going off of. It could be later. It could be earlier. I'm not sure. Uh, we're just waiting to hear anything official. That being said, if you're looking for powder right now or trying to find powder, Schutzen and Swiss are still importing and still supplying muzzleloading enthusiasts, and I really encourage you to try them out if you haven't before. It might be a little more costly because Schutzen and Swiss aren't necessarily in as many gun shops as GoX was, but you can still get it. It's still really good powder. I really encourage you to try to save up and order at least five pounds. That cuts down on the hazmat fee per pound of powder that you're ordering. And with that five pounds, a lot of people can shoot for a few years off of that same order. You know, if you have to chip in with some buddies, find a local club. They might have something for you that might be a little bit cheaper than ordering online. But I do know, and I, I keep repeating it because I don't want people not to shoot muzzleloaders because they can't find GoX. You can still find Schutzen and Swiss, and they've done a great job of keeping the black powder community shooting and the muzzleloading community shooting uh, through the last few years, which has just been kind of crazy, as, as we all know. 
So right now, Swiss is actually running a big giveaway for the end of the year. Uh, I'll have a link for that in the description below uh, where you have a chance to win some great Swiss black powder merch and swag. So check that out. In positive holiday shopping news, you know, a lot of these vendors and a lot of these craftspeople are ready for your business and are counting on it as we go into the holiday season here. With Christmas coming up, you know, Kind of shy away maybe if you can, if you can afford to, uh, from the big box stores and maybe shop with some of the makers and some of the businesses within muzzleloading. Whether you are wanting to get somebody into muzzleloading or you're making a, a little Christmas list for yourself to send up to Santa, uh, you want to make sure that if you can, include some items from these small businesses and from these makers. It goes a long way to get them through the season here without any shows or events as winter sets in. So I have a few things here I want to share with you as good items, I think, for anybody that's interested in muzzleloading to check out. Uh, I will say that most of these are books, but I love books, and I think books are a great affordable way to get an introduction into muzzleloading, regardless of your budget. So first up, Jay Hopkins' Horn Book. I picked this up at the Gunmakers Fair at Kempton this year. This is the second volume of his Bone-Tipped and Southern Banded Horns book. Beautiful book, beautiful research, beautiful documentation, and beautiful reference in this book for you to check out. If you're interested just in Southern banded horns and the art, or you're just interested in the art of the era, I really encourage you to check out this book. They want to do another volume. The Horn Guild wants to publish another volume. We just need to see them sell a few more of these books here uh, so we can bring that third volume to life for this beautiful three-volume set. I'd like to see it happen, not sponsored or anything. I paid full price for each of my books, but I just want to get the word out there. This is a great opportunity to add something to your collection that you might not otherwise find or add something to your list that might be uh, you know, something that people might not think to add. The next set of books here, the next book is really a set of books. This is published by the National Muzzleloading Rifle Association. This is the Journal of Historic Arms Making Technologies books. The NMLRA reprinted these books last year. It's a five volume set, but they're offering them at a collected price. I really encourage you to check out these books. They have a lot of great articles and great reading from contemporary makers like Wallace Gussler, uh, like Herschel House that I think you'll enjoy reading. But they also have a lot of reprinted documentation from old books that you're not gonna find anywhere else. These volumes cover different things and kind of different eras. Uh, but really, these books are a great wealth of knowledge. Before the reprinting, you could not find these books in a set for like less than $300. Uh, so now you can get a five-volume set with fresh binding, fresh printing for you to check out uh, for, a, I think, a very fair price for what we've seen over the past few years. Definitely something I think is a good, you know, for somebody that's hard to find, hard to shop for, that's the kind of book that I really encourage you to check out. Uh, I'm really happy to see this book in print again uh, because it's so chock full of information that really wasn't anywhere else. And when it was out of print, it was just out of print and you're kind of stuck. But now you can get a fresh reprinted copy of these. Uh, definitely something to add to your collection if you haven't or if you've just gotten into muzzleloading lately. This is uh, really something to put a, a high priority for you, I think. The last two books I have on this list are Into the Bluegrass by Mel Hankla. Archiving and storing and saving and with a ton of great high quality pictures, again, uh, a bunch of Kentucky long rifles, Kentucky powder horns and other art and accoutrements. Really one of my favorite books. And if I'm looking for some traditional kind of American craftsman inspiration, that's the book I pick up to look through. I uh, really encourage you, this is a great fireplace book here for the winter. Last but not least is Indiana Gunmakers by Jeff 
Jaeger. As a Hoosier, I have a special attachment to Indiana muzzleloaders and Indiana made muzzleloaders. And Jeff Jaeger's book, I think came out a couple years now ago, and kind of in line with Mel Hankla's book, if you know when that one was published here. The Indiana Gunmaker's book has a ton of high quality photos and documentation of specifically Indiana and Hoosier made guns and accoutrements. Really, uh, really a soft spot. It's really a super niche, but I'm so happy that Jeff made this book. And definitely, again, one of my favorite books to look through. And if you're interested in kind of the early percussion long rifle era, you know, if you're kind of interested in the Hawken era and kind of the trade rifle era, and you want to step back a little bit, but still have that familiarity, I encourage you to check out this book. A lot of these rifles are going to be percussion, but they're going to be full stocks, kind of representing that transitionary period between the flintlock long rifle and what we see as the later percussion and cartridge arms. It's an often forgotten era of long rifles, but uh, with a book like this from Jeff Yeager, uh, really kind of brings it to the forefront. And uh, really, I love looking at this. I love seeing it on the shelf and picking it up and going through it. Some really neat stuff in there. As we kind of got away from the East Coast influences and started building our own kind of Midwestern art form, I think. My last item for you to maybe put on that Christmas list to send out to Santa isn't a book, but it's something I've been using quite a bit here on the range. It's a CO2 discharger. You can pick these up from many of the muzzleloading shops out there, like Dixie Gunworks, Log Cabin Shop, Track of the Wolf, muzzleloaders.com, and just about any of the smaller shops like Flintlocks LLC or Deer Creek Products are also gonna carry something like this. Super handy uh, if, you're, if you're like me and maybe you're shooting a video and uh, you've got a wet charge or uh, you've dry balled or something on the range and you've got the, the camera rolling, you wanna get it out real quick and get back to shooting. These CO2 dischargers are really great to have in your bag. They use the little CO2 cartridges like you would use on, a, on an air rifle or a pellet gun of some kind. Really great to have. And if you're like me, you have a bunch of those canisters around, so you might as well use them uh, to get a dry ball unstuck. Again, so that kind of wraps up. It's not really muzzling news, but I just wanted to tack it on here as maybe some items for you to check out if you're still working on that Christmas list. And uh, you know, there's still some time if you've been good. I hear Santa will make exceptions as we go forward here. So maybe if you're shopping for a muzzling enthusiast out there, or maybe just, you know, picking out a little something for yourself. You can uh, you can kind of start there and maybe that'll lead you down some other rabbit trails to find some other muzzleloading items this Christmas season. That's all I have for you. This is kind of the end of the year muzzleloading news dump. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope it was informative. If there is some other muzzleloading news this year, please don't hesitate to reach out and, and ask me to talk about it, ask me to do some research on it. I'm loved to, I love to find this stuff and, uh, and tell you about it. I think it's, it's good for us to keep muzzleloading kind of top of mind. And uh, some muzzleloading news now and then can't hurt. Real quick, I just thought of it here as I was yakking. That's all I have for you this month for the end of the year, the end of 2022 here. I can't thank you enough for uh, all the great comments, all the great feedback that we get on the muzzleloading news. Really appreciate it. Uh, and if there's something out there that I'm not talking about in regards to, to muzzleloading news that you think I should be, please let me know. Drop me a line at ilovemuzzleloading at gmail.com and I'll do my best to add it into the next, uh, the next kind of role for the next video. I'm Ethan. I love muzzleloading. Thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you next time.